Welcome to the 55-1 Podcast. My name is Wes Berdine, and I am back after taking last week off. And uh, here I am uh, in, in a special bunker with, with two fantastic human beings. We'll start off with you, Eric Silva Brenneman. Good to see you again. Great to be back. Thanks this for having me. This is your, your uh, sophomore uh, uh, appearance on the podcast. So yeah, honored. Going for the sophomore slump. That's this. right. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, you know, um, uh, for the making his first appearance and also first appearance outside of Twitter and in my life for real is Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. Uh, welcome and, and thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. The internet is forever, is it not? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Now we, we know. We are now, this is also the first time this podcast has been, uh, m- Majority South American. Oh, look so, at that! We can, we can debate that. Takeover. We can debate that, right? Is Brazil really part of, oh, um, wow. of South America? Is Peru really part of South America? Yeah. We, we can we can debate into that, but yes. we'll get into that, that later. Can, that on. That's our follow up podcast, which deep. is which is all just uh, South American identity politics, politics in South America today. <laughs> yeah, which uh, which I will also host because I'm an expert. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but thank you both uh, for joining me. Like I said last week. I took the the week off because um, uh, I'm I'm just not gonna do things when I don't want to do them, and so so I saw You're some refreshed. people at the game, and they were like, "Where's the podcast?" I was like, "You know, I didn't want to do one. Mostly it was because I didn't watch. I took the weekend off previously. I didn't want to watch the stupid final group group uh, game of the Gold Cup versus Martinique." And I didn't want to watch the U.S. versus Atlas, and Such I was a like, "Powerhouse Martinique." Though. Why would I? Why I don't want to go back. I didn't even want to go back and watch the highlights. So I was just, yeah. like, why don't I just not podcast? And so here I am. This week I actually Word. watched soccer, <laughs> and and I've got you fantastic human beings. Uh, I want to uh, humble and honored to start back. with you, Eric. Oh, you've got to give us the uh, Goyas. Update. The Goyas update. Yeah, Goyaz, this uh, became for, a thing, right? We're going back and forth between Goyas and Minnesota United. Yeah. So Goyas, uh, just just for for the listeners who have no idea what we're talking about, Goyas Which is probably is your, all of them. Yeah, yeah. It, it's your your where your family comes from. That's or right. Where from your dad comes from, right? Mother, or mother. mother comes from. Yep. In Brazil. Yep. This is the small town club, and I've decided I I care about it. I love it. Yeah, Verdão, the big green. Yeah. Um, they're they're in the B League right now in the second division. And they've been doing quite poorly, uh, to the point that they were getting very close to relegation in the B League, which would have been disastrous, not just for the club, but for the entire uh, Central West region. And so I think it was two weeks ago now, they actually fired the coach. So we got a new coach. His name is, and I'm not even making this up, he, it's a German last name. It's Fuchs, but it's spelled exactly the way you think it's yeah. spelled. Right. So I really hope he doesn't give any more Fuchs, <laughs> because if things are starting to work, actually they they've won, they won their last match, and they kind of snuck out of uh, close to falling into relegation. I think they're sitting 14 out of 20 right now, okay. and I'm I'm still pushing MNUFC to go scout them. There's some yeah. talent there. Yeah, and and uh, speaking of the the other man who's always trying to push the South American talent That's that right. needs to be uh, scouted, uh, I, I will I'll I'll get you guys on the phone with Manny and Amos. So, Manny and Amos listen to this religiously. I Good just want Jordy Reyna on our team. That's yeah. all I want. That's, I mean, I the mean, simple things in. I life. mean, you know, Whitecaps have him. Why can't we have him? You know, I I, I mean, that that is a good question. I mean, uh, he Johan. He might become available. Whitecaps. We'll see. I don't think anyone. They're, they're not very happy with him at this time. Right? If there's any listener right now that is a Goyaz fan, please at Silva Culture contact me because I want to meet you. <laughs> I think you might be the one in the <laughs> I'm state. For but, sure. But um, Rodrigo, you you are from Peru originally, born and raised. Yes. Where 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 in Peru? Um, I was born and raised in Lima, Peru, a district okay. called Lince. Uh, my dad is from Huancayo which is in the northern region of Peru. And my mom's actually from Sucre, Bolivia. So. Okay. But in our household, ever since I can remember, you know, we've, 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 uh, football has been most of our involvement somehow or some way. So my dad cheers for Alianza Lima, which is, so is my brother. My mom uh, is, I believe, um, Municipal. I am Sporting Cristal. And I think um, my grandpa was uh, Muni. Yeah, he was Mooney as well too. Okay. So, yeah. Um, Sporting Cristal. Then, uh, what is who's the player that uh, Manny and Amos need need to uh, 
You, you know, I'd, I'd be happy with just, you know, having them, uh, you know, pick someone from the national team. You know, a, a, I mean, Jordy uh, was injured, so he wasn't called up. But, you know, I mean, how imaginable would be to have uh, Christian Ramirez and, um, you know, our, fa- our, our fabulous uh, forward and, or, or, or either uh, Christian, you know, either one of those, you know, have be able to play, play up, play up, just be able to have some sort of uh, other option. And just trying to, you know, play the ball, and just uh, play the ball long, and just try to get for a header. So yeah. Guerrero is great at headers. So just cross the ball, he'll get up there, he'll get them down. I mean, he proved it in in the uh, Copa America the last couple last last couple Copa Americas. He's been one of the top goal scorers. He's also I mean, having someone who can win a header in the team. Yeah, just yeah besides help. besides Cabo, right? Yeah, 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 except, yeah. yeah. But Calvo, for some reason, he puts on the 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 gray and blue of Minnesota United, and all of a sudden he can't score headers. Yeah. Well, he did score the one, so I, I, but on set pieces, not frequently. At least. Um, so we are, on on this show, we are going to talk about we we've got uh, some Gold Cup updates. We've got two Minnesota United games, so we'll, we'll probably spend the bulk on that. We've got some Twitter questions. Uh, I did not. Uh, you are here. You're playing through an injury, Rodrigo. <laughs> You've got a, a, like a you. You almost called off. You almost said that you couldn't play tonight, but you've got a back injury. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I, I, I guess we also need to tell the story of your daughter, who is like basically mm. when she scores, <laughs> Christian scores. And Christian's so, got a lot of lot, lot, lot of catching up to do. Though, that's yeah. Right. So, so um, future U.S. Women's uh, national team oh, player. Yeah. Your daughter's name is uh, Giselle. Giselle, okay, yeah. Giselle. Everyone... She plays a U10. Um, she usually Blackhawks, will right? play forward. Yeah, St. Paul Blackhawks she usually so, plays forward. But uh, you know, depending on um, U10, that's just in time for when Minnesota has a women's team. Ah, Manny can scout see? that because he's a Blackhawks guy. Yep, St. Paul mm-hmm. Blackhawks. Okay, mm-hmm. um, it's all coming together. And so, so I'm sorry, I interrupted when the the story of her. Oh no! So school. she's 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 always. Like being a forward, she likes the forwards because she likes to score a goal. And plus, you know, as a 10-year-old, you don't have to exert so much energy as a forward because everybody's trying to get you the ball. So forward, midfield, defense, she can play all of them. She prefers forward. Uh, this season, for some reason, we started tracking her goals. Uh, and I think um, when her and Christian were tied at 10, she decided to make a sign because we, we we're a season ticket holder, so we go to the game. Did yeah. Christian ever like subtweet her? Or, or no, no, she, he, he's liked a lot yeah, of he's, stuff. He, oh, that's like, cool. When, when, he's in it. Yeah, though. yeah. He 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 notices these these tweets. Yeah, that's I mean, amazing. if it's Christian that's or amazing. whoever else, but someone is yeah. someone is in that account is noticing it. So. It's definitely Christian. <laughs> that's dope. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I mean, I could I I could I, I could see that. I mean, but regardless, she's she's. Uh, I think by the end of the season she has scored thirteen. Okay, and, and so, Christian still only has ten. Yeah. And but so like, I don't, while, I don't know if for you a while you would like you would tweet this out. She would score, and then he would score, and then yeah. like she'd have a sign, and then he would score, and there was this thing, and then all of a sudden with this like goal scoring drought we're in. Yeah, I don't know what we need to do. What like I I don't know. We also haven't been to the last two United games, so yeah. So that oh. might be some something else. We have to. We're, we're, we'll be there for the. Uh, However, because tournament, right? Yeah, was tournament. it because you were, because of you were the doing USA, 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 USA Cup? More football. Okay. So. Well, USA Cup. Well, um, we are going to talk uh, about uh, the Gold Cup uh, once we're we're going to cut to some music um, from Big Quarters. Uh, Hermanos, I thought you did, well, I thought one of you was going to yeah. Uh, both, oh, both shout out to both of you. I did it last time. I did it last time. Medium Zach, the, yes, yes. Uh, friends of friends of all of ours, um, <laughs> and so uh, then we'll come back and we will uh, kick into the Gold Cup. <laughs> Back on the fifty five one podcast, we're going to start off with uh, we, this Wednesday is the uh, Concacaf Conca- Gold Cup final uh, between USA and spoiler alert Jamaica. But let's talk about USA played Costa Rica. Um, it was a two nil uh, victory for the USA. Uh, USA is still undefeated under Bruce Arena, but there's still there's still a lot of uh, you know pulling at the uh, collar and kind of. Uh, I don't know. There's I mean, a lot of adjustment that USA did have a ton of chances. Uh, you know, there were uh, there were some pretty great moments, some pretty great football, uh, yeah, there, moments, there but, uh, passage of play. But but, uh, but but they are the they are expected to do that. 
Yeah, so. and, but Costa Rica is that uh, Costa Rica is the first really good team. Yes, yeah. you know, and and Costa Rica are no slouches, and so a two win over Costa Rica is good. Mm-hmm. We should we should say that, but you still the ends justify the means. Yeah, yes. and in, but in this world, Rodrigo, yes. you were still a little bit not. No, not I, I think there were yet. just a lot of a lot of mental mistakes, a lot of, a lot of miscommunication. That that if Costa Rica would have capitalized on, it, it would be a, a different outcome. Yeah. Um, I think the analog- analogy for those who uh, are twin- are played in Twin Cities uh, CSC League, it just felt like <laughs> a team that you know just got put together at the at the last second. I was looking for four extra people to could play on the team, and then trying to figure out how they're playing together. And it was interesting because you know the U.S. Josie Altador played on a co-ed league right. <laughs> earlier that day, but he was like, "I'm still around. I can still play." For <laughs> exactly him. right. Coach. I said after I could play another game. So yeah. No, it, it it was interesting because you know the the U.S. brought you know their stars, yeah, Dempsey, you know they brought yeah. Josie, Michael Bradley, Jim Bradley, Bradley. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, and and there was you know and it was the and and if it wasn't for that, I mean, where would we be standing? You know, right? Yeah. You know, they, they 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 did what they're supposed to do, but you know, I haven't really been extremely impressed with the. United States team, uh, which is which is sad because I like Bruce Arena because when the MLS first started, you know my first team uh, was DC United, you know because yeah. of Marco Echeverri, uh, the Bolivian El Diablo, who was one of my mom's favorite players. So I was like, you know, I was all excited about that. And Bruce, you know, that was that was a really strong team uh, in the early seasons of MLS. So, so 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 I'm I'm hopeful. I want to see what what's more willing to do. I also uh, I also like to see. Um, more of uh, the U.S. involvement, actually taking taking invitations to Copa America seriously. Yeah, because I feel that's that's a that's something that Jamaica has done. Yeah. Um. The 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 other Matt, do you have any say things to say about the U.S. game? Or I, was I mean, to, man, to... On, on my uh, radio show on Latino Alt Rock earlier this this morning, I actually called for the abolition of Concacaf. So that's <laughs> yeah. that's kind of where I stand. That's a whole different discussion. <laughs> I, I mean. <laughs> It is. Uh, you can you can maybe uh, give us the, the the short of that. Just put North and South America together. Yeah. Well. Well. Here's the thing. I mean, I um, Bruce Dunord and I have had this conversation before, and I know it's not going to happen because of capitalism, essentially, and and all the corruption that goes within world football. Um, but having said that, I mean, you look at UEFA, and it's it's commonplace. For like faraway island islands to play Spain yeah. or Luxembourg to play France, and, right. and there's countless other examples, and it, and that's just part of it. That's just yeah. how the qualification goes. So it's like, okay, well, let's combine North and South and have Martinique play Brazil and have Jamaica play Argentina, and what's going to happen? And at least in my opinion, is it's going to strengthen the U.S. and Mexico that much more, and even Canada and these other teams. So I mean, I I feel like there's I mean, a, there's when, a benefit there. when you have a tournament where. The Gold Cup will end, and Costa Rica will be have been the best team we've played. Even though Jamaica got to the final, they beat Mexico. But I still, I think, I think we can fairly say Costa Rica is the the next team below USA and Mexico in Concacaf right now. Um, and so we'll have played the third best team, and Jamaica. I guess we can also fairly say that they are they're pushing third or fourth because they've gotten to two. Two gold cup finals in a row, and so they are a legitimately good team. But if you put them in uh, Comnable, right? Jamaica are not making the World Cup, you right. know, and or, and so I think that having that, like, if you get to the end of a your big regional tournament and you haven't played a very very good team, and I think for the lesser teams too, I mean, I mean, can you imagine if you're Martinique or Curaçao and you're hosting Argentina or Brazil? It would just be yeah. a dream come true. Even if they got blasted like 10-0, it would be like yeah. the biggest deal in the, in the entire island. Yeah. Well, then you bring it back to capitalism. Right? I, I know. It's true. <laughs> That's, I mean, my argument's always been, um, you know, Comebol, CONCACAF, you know, I, you know the, the overall feeling, uh, and I'm not generalizing all, all South Americans is you know that Concacaf is is not up to par, as in talent or as in um, as, as in experience. You know, I mean, Copa America is one of the most. I want to see one of the, one of the most oldest tournaments. And yes, perhaps, it one is. Of, it is the oldest. The oldest tournament. So it's it's that, and it's also you know I think it's one of the most 
in my opinion, one of the most prestigious in that aspect of it. I mean, you get to play, uh, you know, a lot of the FIFA FIFA World Ranking teams, top uh, top 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 fifteen. So. And we've seen some of this fracturing already. I mean, Australia left the uh, Oceania, right, yeah, and started competing Asia, with yeah. Asia. I, I mean, if you told me, I'm not going to uh, Russia or Qatar, but if you told me we're going to have the Copa America in Mexico or in a South American country. I'd probably go to that. That'd be a blast. Well, I mean, when, I, it, like, when it was hosted here, yeah, it, was it was amazing. It was yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, like, we, we, we drove all the way to Chicago yeah. just to be able to, just to be able and, for my kids who are big Messi fans. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a big anti-Argentina anything. <laughs> right? This is how much I love my yeah, kids. Yeah. I bought tickets for them to play, uh, watch, watch their favorite, favorite players score three goals. Yeah, yeah. And so all the way in Chicago. So that's how much I love my kids. Yeah. I'm willing to go, go all the way to, to, to go and, and see a player that I don't have really that much interest in. Well, um, uh, we don't have to talk about it much, but Mexico uh, lost... Uh, it was a crazy end of the match. Jamaica beat them one nothing on a I think it was Kamar Lawrence gets a free kick. Uh, that was after the huddle, right? Like they huddled right to figure out who was going to take it. Jermaine oh, Taylor, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Taylor was in the mix. We're all talking about who's going to take oh, it. it. Literally, man. can took you like, imagine that would have been? Like a, it felt like it was five minutes of them discussing who was going to take. And I was I was impressed by the referee not 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 pretty much rushing them to to yeah. go ahead and figure out who was going to do it. But I thought for a second that Jermaine was going to take the kick. He's he 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 does have that yeah. that that ability to do so, but I just I just thought uh, Corona just plays himself horribly. Yeah, the goal, the Mexican goalkeeper. Yeah, was he, just not. He was in a terrible place for it, and he will probably not get a call up in the but future because of that. I the mean, dramatic that was... the dramatic pause before though. I mean, I, I I disclaim I didn't watch the match, but I saw all the clips that kind of went viral, and I just thought it was spectacular that ref blows the whistle, guy goes out kind of plays with the ball a little bit. Ref's like, come on, let's make it happen. And he's just kind of killing time, but it's just it's it's just so funny. He's like playing with the ball, steps back, blasts it, boom, goal. Yeah. It was just Yeah, it was and beautiful. then I think also, you know, um, I, Mexico didn't have any forwards. Like, there wasn't really one. Like, if you, if, you, if, you, if you think about all the goals they scored, yeah. I think it was spread around six players. Yeah. It wasn't one particular person well, that was that was scoring all their goals. Can they find a way to naturalize Gignac and <laughs> just make him <laughs> I mean he's Roma by by heritage and so I guess, you know, just just he's a world he's a world traveler and just he should be able to take whatever country he wants. So. Maybe maybe the key is not to have a Chilean as your Technical directivo of, 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 of your national team. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I might, I might be biased. You know, Chile, Chile, and Peru have has some thick blood and, uh, and some That's some issues. We'll yeah. bring this again. Comes back to our other podcast, uh, South oh, American yes. Identity, yes, 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 identity yes. politics. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's uh, let's then. So Wednesday is this match. Uh, we're going to take a break, and it'll be Minnesota United time. Welcome back to the 551 podcast. My name is Wes Verdine. I've got Rodrigo and Eric in the room. Hello, hello. Um, uh, I, I, we've got two Minnesota United matches to talk about, but we'll just the, the brief news to talk about is that so the Itasca Society, their their 11,842 season tickets. I think they wanted to sell out to this point way earlier in the season, but they hit this point, and 11,842 in MLS is a pretty decent number. Uh, so I, I do think that that is a, a good hallmark to hit for them. Uh, Thursday, they've got this town hall they're doing, which is going to be streamed online, which I think we're at, you know, this is typical for Minnesota, but we're at the kind of simultaneously the point where they start doing renewal season ticket. Oh, yeah, pushes. I've got my calls, yeah. And the, also at the same time, uh, like people are kind of mad, you know, like for various reasons, and some of them are unreasonable, some of them are reasonable. But it, you know, it's, you're you're spending a lot of money. You want to have things, and it, and so I think that this town hall, I wish that they would have done one like once every month and a half or something. Just like engage your fans, let them vent, let them right. tell you you're terrible, let them tell you how terrible Vadim Demidov is. You know, like talk to them about <laughs> it. Like just do ways of like just, just open just doing that because. 
fans can like be depressed about the team and still want to come back next exactly, year. Exactly, so right. You just Feeling need to let them feel like they have yeah. an engagement. So I, I'm very glad they're doing it. I'm very curious how that will go. I'm hoping Buzz shows up. I mean, they should just send Buzz around. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Buzz, Buzz, Buzz Lagos is, is it, it. I mean, like... You you could just say Buzz Lagos is showing up, and I'm pretty sure a lot of yeah. a lot of people who have not come out of their houses in in, in, in years would, would show up. I mean, I show up for Buzz Lagos. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> the highlight of my coaching career is coaching a friendly yeah. game against against Buzz Lagos. Who won? And, uh, I, I I won. Yeah. Bro, you bro. Know? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, he was you know he was filling in for for his grandkid who was coaching a U9 team, and it was just a it's just a friendly. Friendly, you know, but yeah, we won. Yeah. Um, uh, and so the the other piece of news is that uh, we'll talk about this in the second game that Michael Boxall and Sam Nicholson, uh, two new players, uh, as well Brandon Allen, I guess they were all announced in, in the meanwhile. Um, the first game we'll talk about the Wednesday game, Houston nil nil. Houston had up, you know, this past weekend they just won on the road. They had not won on the road all year, mm. so very like Minnesota United. Um, they were missing their entire offense. Yeah, to the Gold Cup, uh, Minnesota. You could look at it in different ways. They're missing some pretty key players. Um, Calvo is a pretty big miss, and you don't really have much uh, defensive backup. So, so what's the point. opposite of that then? Because that's what Johan is, right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever Johan is, and <laughs> they, they didn't miss him, but they missed bodies. I mean, so they are very thin. But they were only missing probably two starters, and uh, this was probably one of the worst games. The first half of soccer was one of the worst halves I've ever watched in my life. It was just dire. Minnesota couldn't put together any passes, and, and, and you had to put it to Houston. You could watch what they were doing, and it was just so... They knew exactly what they were doing. Just sit back, organize. Anytime the ball came there, Minnesota, pass, pass intercept ball pass you know just counterattack. it was so easy um it's kind of like jamaica and mexico jamaica just sat in the back and picked their pockets when they wanted to intercept yeah. the ball and then took off and I, I mean it helped that in the mexico game that andre blake also yeah well that <laughs> helps too right i mean i mean but i, what, I was what, hosting a community event so I, I couldn't make it to that match but i i caught some of the highlights highlights on uh if you can even, you call even watch soccer, Eric. I, which, I know, yeah. seriously. No, uh, I was going to say, if you can even call them highlights on, on Carol 11 later on. And it, it was hilarious. Um, it wasn't Perk. It was the other guy. I can't think of his name right now. But he was struggling so hard to come up with anything to say. You could basically oh. just see, let's move, let's move, let's let's get out of this next thing, please. I mean... <laughs> I mean but, but Colin Martin, though, right? Yeah. He's getting some Col- playing Col- Yeah, Colin Martin. So there were a few, few decent parts. Yeah, Colin Martin uh, played in that match. Um, and I, I think that he's not, he's one of the, he's one of the few young players that we have and the little bits that we got to see, we got to see him in both matches. He's good. He's not like the, the future for us. Right? No, but, but he's serviceable. But being able to see a young guy like that, where you're like, I can see what he can do and he's talented. That's it. That's like a good thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was, he was very hungry. He was hungry also in the Atlas friendly. Um, he, um, you know, he moved around, he hustled, he, he went for the ball. I mean, what more, what more can you, he, he needs experience. That's what he yeah. needs, he more playing time. But, but if you, you put Joma and you put Colin Martin together, yeah. which one, which one is having a better, which one's making I, better, better chances of their opportunities, taking, taking yeah. advantage of their opportunities. I think Colin right now is, is, yeah. is, 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 uh, right behind. How old is Martin? Uh, he's he's twenty three. Okay. I mean, yeah, he's not a, he's not a kid, but neither is Jome. Um, uh, but he the nice thing is that he was a homegrown player for DC, and when they when they sent him to us, I forget how uh, we some sort of transfer fee, but um, he counts as a homegrown for us. Okay. So he doesn't. Oh, really? So that means okay. he doesn't count against our salary cap, which is you know the, the, those are like little good business moves. You can get this guy who they weren't going to do anything with. He's pretty good. I think he can be a serviceable player, uh, and maybe even more than that. And so that's a good move. Yeah. Um, the, the the worst news of this match was Joe Greenspan. Uh, did he actually break his nose, or did you just got a bloody nose? I forget if if he actually broke it. But the guy just like I just want them to put him in a goddamn helmet. <laughs> just like 
protect him. I feel like when he when he was down and, and it was a head injury, put like, him in one of those bubbles. The entire right? sec, yeah, exactly. Just Bubble the boy. entire section was just like, oh my god, no, like because his career That's, has been yeah, to this point. Exactly. Like he finally gets his chance. And, and he's not doing too bad. I mean, no, no, no he's, he's not. He's, I mean, he's a big body, so that yeah. helps a lot. But I mean, like you know, I don't expect him to. But a, you know, Beckenbauer anybody or, a third or anybody's head, head injury in a in yeah. a season like that could be like life's life. Yeah, you're you're done. You're done. Your career's done, and uh, I mean that's that's such a, like a, a frustrating mm-hmm. thing, like. Injuries are going to happen, but head injuries, ugh, they're oh, just horrible. over yeah. and over. Too. Yeah, just poor guy. I don't know. And he wanted what, what, to stay What is on. the status on him so far? I, I don't know at this point. Yeah. Um. Uh, and so, because yeah, it, you have to go to the concussion protocol yeah. all over again if you had. Yeah. And so then Justin Davis comes in as center back. Jome is in at left back. And so the fact that they kept a clean sheet with, you know, basically MacGyver back line. <laughs> yeah. You know, is I'm, that a Minnesota reference too? Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Dean, Dean, what's his name? Oh, I Dean know. Cooper Anderson. That, yeah, uh, something like Dean that. Dean Anderson. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, pretty good. Yeah, that's his name. Somebody, somebody, somebody tweeted us with the correct. Or, or yeah, if you're yeah, listening, Dean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dean. Dean's a big fan. Yeah, um, Dean's well, a big fan. That of meme podcast. sets itself up. So, um, so the fact that we kept a clean sheet with that is pretty great. Houston should have scored like four goals in the first half. But thank God they had Andrew Wenger in and every all these other guys. <laughs> they are like their their attack was so terrible mm. that it almost made you feel not so bad that Minnesota was so terrible. Mm. But um, second half, half there were chances, but ugh, not not good enough. All of them were basically like the ball weirdly came to Christian. There's no way he could actually control it. Yeah, there's then, no way you can control. Yeah, it. I remember that this. I remember seeing that one where he was basically running on goal, and it like kind of neither he of nor the goalie got it, and somehow the ball kind of like squirted between them. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, it was a terrible game. The the only um, good thing is that someone, uh, a friend of mine in the DC uh, the Dark Cloud section, um, she has uh, she shares a bunch of like half halfway. Uh, like half line, like eleven throw tickets with some friends. She was like, "I'm not going to use these today." So then, after the first half, I was so demoralized, and I had another friend who was who was there. I was like, "Why don't we just go meet? We'll watch from the halfway line." And I miss that about watching games up at the Nessie, where you could mm-hmm. move around. Yeah, and being able to uh, Nessie, you know, I'm glad we've, we're moving on from the Nessie. But the great thing about that is you could watch the game. So closely, the players are right there. Right. You could get a different view. You can watch a watch it from the end line, and all these things. And so, watching again from the half halfway line, watching Colin Martin, watching Ibsen. I mean, I, I get like I, I, I'm getting kind of aroused thinking about it. Like, <laughs> I just like when Ibsen's doing his thing. It, it's it's a beautiful, amazing thing. So I, it was good to that was like the one good point. Where I could watch the second half from the midway. Like. Yeah, I mean we we have uh we're five row five rows up from one of the corner flags. So okay, so we yeah that's one of the reasons why we why we took that we were DC for for a long time and then the option of you know having to having to do having to you know we love being with the atmosphere in dark cloud it was it was a lot of fun my kids loved it every time. Um, Nessie was great because I could let my five-year-old run around like yeah, crazy, yeah. Yeah. and and he could play with other kids that are around. But you know now you can't do that. So, yeah. so but yeah, no, like I said, it was it was it was fun watching you know Colin Martin. I think I think yeah. that was the highlight, at least for me, of that game. Yeah. Just to be able to see a young player uh, try to fight for a spot yeah. and try to you know try to play like it, it really mattered because it, it did it did for him. So hopefully we'll see more of him. I and serviceable. Yeah. And you know we we talked about um uh so I I joined the Latino uh alt rock uh KFAI show which yeah, people should listen to. Next week you guys move to Eric you you, oh. you are one of the people you guys move to Friday, right? Thank you for that. Four yeah. Six. We're very we're looking so, forward to it. We got the the kind of the primetime traffic jam slot. This is going to be yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I I don't know if maybe people don't listen to KFAI. Um I love KFAI and um, think it's fantastic. I've been in the studios a couple times, and so people should listen to this because it's you guys play great music, and then 
it's a fun party, and you talk soccer, yes. and it's great. We're all foodie heads, so. and and so in, in in on today's show, one yes. thing we talked about is in the absence of relegation, and we are not going to have promotion relegation in the at least in the in the near midterm future. I don't know when or ever. I don't know, but it's bleak. <laughs> but but fans do need some way to think about like why do I want to go to this final home game of the year? Right. Because this year. We all knew we weren't going to be good this year, and that's fine. But you still need a reason, like especially in the dark cloud section. I was glad I got to move to halfway line because it was hard for me to be interested enough to want to sing. Mm-hmm. Like I was just so, just like I spent half the time like in fetal position in in the section, and so and yeah, that's what you talked about on the show. You talked about having a narrative, having some kind of an incentive, and when you don't have that, that fire under you of like oh we're not going to get relegated we're going to fight this battle out you know there needs to be an alternative and, and one of the tough things is you've got abu dinladi right he's one of your best young future stories right but he's a been injured mm-hmm. and b what he's a, he's a proper striker we've only played him as a inside forward on the wing mm-hmm. christian is your star right you you and and you don't have enough players to to move around so you have to keep christian there so two of your best stories are competing with one another and so finding i want to go to games and and see guys like colin martin abu dinladi these young guys pushing pushing up Mm -hmm. and in the coming years we will be able to develop more young talent It, it it's part of the expansion process where we pulled in a bunch of veteran guys uh and and that's just the the nature of it but it is it is going to grow tough, I think, by the end of the season to be like, okay, well, wh- why? Why do I care? And I know I, I care in some part of me, but why do I care enough to like throw all my passion into it? And that's that's tough. I hear that. Yeah. But let's let's move to the the Houston. Uh, sorry, not Houston. Uh, um, Minnesota zero, New York Red Bulls three. Heath said this after the match, and I kind of weirdly agreed. This almost felt like a better game than the nil-nil. I mean, obviously one you actually get a point from, but at least Minnesota, they could have had a couple of goals. They were pretty decent, and then they fell apart because of injuries, and it was freaking hot as hell. It was very, very hot. Um, I've got, I don't know if you can, uh, for radio, my <laughs> farmer's stand right now is Clothes just... Clothes are coming off, ladies and gentlemen. just... Gross! It's just insanely gross, and so, uh, I mean, it was a hot day, and then we also had Brian Coleman go down injured in the sixty-first right. minute. It was, it was tough uh, and unlucky. Three, it was not a three-nil loss, but you know, yeah. My, my my initial reactions were, you know, I, I had family there. My my brother-in-law was in, and the last time I had family, and I had Brazilian family in, and they were in for that. Uh, for the Portland match, which was just this great boxing match, right, left, back and forth, jab, punch, and it was just action and reaction, and they had a blast. We had a blast. We came out with the win. It was a big party. Um, and so, you know, I, I, was, I was upset and kind of a little disappointed that he didn't get to have that kind of a celebration, you yeah. know? But after a couple of days kind of started to pass and I kind of started to process what I saw, yeah, you know, I, I did start to pick a couple positives, kind of like you're talking about. From, from the actual match. Um, particularly the fact that both Boxall and Nicholson started and, you know, were not bad. I, I mean, Boxall literally has trained like eight minutes with the team. <laughs> Through a uniform, like, I have to yeah, off like, the plane. Here, buddy, this is, uh, here's the guy you're partnering with. His name's uh, Brent. Right. Uh, it kind of reminded me of T.S. Son in that, in that first yeah. home match, right? Yeah. Welcome to Minnesota. Get on the field. We need to clone him. That's yeah, what yeah. Tia Song, yeah. yeah. We need to. Jerome Tia we need to clone him somehow. His, he had an amazing first half. The second half, I mean, he distinctly was to blame for the third goal of, of just not putting enough pressure on it. But um, but how many times in the season can you say that's I, been yeah, the occurrence? I, yeah. Tia right? um, also, uh, you know, we've talked about on this uh, podcast, John Alfberg is amazing Instagram <laughs> Tison is like pushing for it. The guy is yeah. so they're just both so happy. He's very he happy. was in St. Paul doing something. Yeah, on the yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I he was that. painting a bridge, the the um, pedestrian bridge That's over right. ninety four mm-hmm. near the stadium. So, um, I mean, I love the two of them. I, I've 
I've only spoken to the to each of them once, and they were just so nice. I talked about it on this on the way back when I interviewed him. He was like, Tison was remarkably nice. Of just like, you don't. We're just interviewing you. It's your first training. Like just just be like, you don't have to be that nice. You know, you just like the just the way he was like speaking to to the the three of us were interviewing him and. Uh, Al Booger this weekend had was going. He's on this road trip with his family, and was uh, is visiting all these Swedish sites in Minnesota. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't know if see if everyone needs to follow these guys on Instagram. It's amazing. He at one point he sings the Swedish national anthem to a uh, what's who's the writer? It's a Swedish writer who I didn't know much about. Um, who visited this one town, Chicago City. Hmm. It's him singing the national anthem to the statue. It's just so stupid and amazing. And anyway, so back to Tiasan. He's awesome, <laughs> and he's pushing for when we lose Alvbug in in a week. Uh, you know, we'll we'll have Tiasan at least. But. Yeah. No, I was just saying in, in terms of you know, welcome to Minnesota. Now get on the pitch. It kind of reminded me of that, and you know, he responded, did, did decently. Yeah. Um, but both of them, Sam Nicholson has trained with the, the team a little bit more. Um, and I thought that he did fine enough. Um, he did no better or worse than Miguel Ibarra. Right. Although Miguel was involved in two good chances. So Miguel, uh, Kevin Molino in the, oh, I'm trying to was, remember what, what the, when this happened. That was hard I, I to watch. I didn't write down the minute. Kevin Molino had an amazing little crossy little thing pass in Miguel at the back post goes in for the header just misses wide um and then in the second half uh, yeah. Miguel sends in this is the one I'm I was uh, thinking yeah he, Miguel has a great great little uh, bit of possession sends in the ball um for Molino who's near the top of the box Molino I mean pretty much open goal I mean yeah. it was uh, he he absolutely should have scored. He should have at least put it on frame. Yeah, didn't. That was so they both were. I don't know if they're fighting or something. I like I, I don't know. I mean, it's just. I just. I just. Yeah, we need to figure out what's going on with with Mige. I mean, in a sense, it feels that. It feels. It feels that to me. I mean, his his bread and butter has always been, you know, wall passes, give and go on that corner, either corner he's playing on, and just. Make him run for the ball and have him cross it over or, or play it back. This particular match, speed. though, he really didn't have a bad game. Yeah. I thought he was but, decent. But for but for good. but for being, you know, uh, you know, you know, the whole Batman and Superman needs, I, needs to needs to needs to profess itself. In, yeah, and himself. I think that he's had an, uh, quite a few of these games where it's not he didn't have a bad game, but he needs to. He's Another making level. a lot of money, you know, and uh, he needs and, to play better. And he needs to just be better. He needs to be a guy who, uh, you know, he's going to miss a header. He's going Molina's going to miss. We need to have more games where he is distinctly involved with mm-hmm. three or four goal scoring opportunities every match because those sure. will eventually get finished. Um, and, and I think that he, I, I'm not crazy in saying this. I think he's slower. Mm. than when he left. I think he's I don't know I don't know what to attribute that to, but he got there were a couple guys on the team, not just him. They couldn't beat DeMarcus Beasley. And DeMarcus Beasley <laughs> is fucking old. He's like like they, I don't know if they were afraid to trip over DeMarcus's like cane the, the walker. or something but like they were just like, whoa, I can't run over. No, don't run faster than Maybe the old man. Maybe it was just man. respect, right? Maybe it was just respect. <laughs> yeah, there, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. We'll wait for you to get the ball and then we'll... But I think I think Miguel has been a little bit slower and that's fine. He's not old. Miguel is not older, but maybe your your body changes, whatever. I think he's just been hesitant, really. I feel that he's that holding be. that ball too much. Like, I, I, I think, I think, yeah. I think he's... And... and, and I'm not speaking to you know Miguel's uh, state of mind, but you know it it, it felt from from reading the stories that happened in Liga MX, it, it was it was fragile. I mean, he moved from moved from one position to the other. At one point, he was playing defense. Yeah, three different coaches. Yeah, three yeah, different coaches. Playing, yeah. I mean, and, and, and yeah, I mean Miguel and Heath, is, and Heath is not you know yeah. calls him out. And I'm sure he, I'm sure there's more more to the story, and there's more 
of, of this clashing that might be happening that we that we're not aware of. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, like I, I feel that he that he's very hesitant when he gets the ball. He usually likes to go for the safe option instead of you know trying to see if he still can outrun a couple of people because we know he can. We know he can. I mean, I mean, Benegas, I hope, I hope Benegas, he can. Viva, Viva knew it, and, and I forget what name it was. They just kept doing this, this, yeah. this wall passing back and forth in the corner where he just kept sending them the ball. Yeah. Same with same with same with Jerome. Jerome can do the same thing, and I just don't know if it's just not clicking, if he's just not confident enough. Yeah. Or, or or maybe he needs to. You've go brought visit, that up uh, many times. The the confidence factor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, and it's because I, I, like, I don't know. Miguel and I are not friendly, but I've interviewed him a bunch, so I know. Like, I, I've spoken to him a bunch, and he, yeah, he's. I think that he, there. Every player has. It's all mental, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so much of it, and every player needs to be dealt with in different ways. And I, I think that a guy like. Carl, when Carl was an assistant coach, maybe he wasn't a great head coach, we can debate that, but a guy like Carl was really good at picking out the individual stuff and figuring out ways to encourage that, that person. And, and you know, sometimes Carl rarely was a yell at people guy, even when he was a head coach. You know, finding ways to do that. And I'm not sure the, uh, the, the stick mm-hmm. that Heath used. Maybe... Heath has tried to use carrot in the in the past, and now he tried to use the stick. I don't. I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but also it's also on Miguel. He does need to get. He just needs to up his game next level a little bit. It's, he hasn't been bad, but you know when you're making three hundred grand yeah. in, in in MLS, you got. And we all have Demidov to think about every now. And yeah, yeah. We're like, yeah, you you should yeah. be doing better. Can we talk about uh, Ibisun's little? Minus and then his plus. That's like seared in my memory. Wait, tell me what. Wait, what is <laughs> well, this? Well, when he, when he first passes like directly to oh. the, the New York midfield and they just bolt straight at the goal and essentially have an open goal situation by the time it gets up to the forward, uh, Bobby got out and then he realizes his his grand mistake and then at least that's the that's the, all the minus but the plus is he corrects it and, and somehow swings in right behind yeah. the line and saves, saves the, the shot the yeah and i mean i i should have prefaced this by saying i've been very happy with the bison lately bem feito brasileiro mas neste caso cara i mean it was i was screaming a lot of obscenities yeah <laughs> in I mean, that was that was that that uh that game was actually probably the worst uh that ibsen has played in ages yeah. i mean he was not good. And the problem was... This is one of those classic moments, too, right? Yeah. Where it was like the oops, and now I'm going to correct it. Yeah, and it was also... You could see him. He was doing trying to do way too much. Too much. And he and Molino have this problem. They're very good players, right? Ibsen is probably the best technical player on that team. Uh, Molino is up there. And both of them are frustrated with what's going on until they start pulling into spaces they shouldn't be in. They start, you know, they they feel like they need to to go and make up for what other people are lacking. And that only exacerbates problems. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Ibsen, uh, this match was not. How many shots has Ibsen taken this year? Very few. I, think I don't know. Three, maybe? But he's hit the crossbar yes. like twice. <laughs> of, if he has shot three times. But there, I mean... Yeah, there's not enough shots being I, taken yeah, from I, distance. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say as I've been saying it, with my kids, is like just like Jerome, Ibsen needs to shoot the ball more. Yeah, I mean, there were a couple he, times. He, he, uh, there's a couple times he's at top of the box, and he'll play it. He'll play it to a wing, and I'm I'm just looking for someone to test out the goalie from from 20 yards yeah. out. I mean the Finega, uh the Christian Ramirez uh, goal uh, in NYCFC. Yeah, uh, Johan Venegas puts the ball in a terrible sh- not a not it was never going to go in. But the ball doesn't get you know doesn't get grabbed and Christian Ramirez pops it in and that that kind of stuff it's it's not going to work every time it's right. not going to work every five times but when it's there there might be the it also it also it may work and also makes the midfield and de- defense respond to you sure and how many goals have been scored against us at distance oh man and that is like. For example, the first one, the first goal, <laughs> Daniel Royer, Ibsen gives up the ball, of course Ibsen, and uh, and then oh, Daniel Royer so um, comes in, and I think it's Boxall should have closed him. There's a couple, there's like three people who are to blame for that goal, but it's a goal from distance, and that we've done that 
I mean, a million times. I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm exaggerating. It might a bit, be a yeah. thousand. Yeah. It's but it's between a thousand and a million times. Some zeros. It's <laughs> reaching the four zeros about margin so, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess the only other thing is that Abu Din Ladi came in, and he had one good moment where he stretched the line. Yeah, got played in. There was a little Ibsen fire for like a, a little bit. Abu has a lot to grow, but we don't have anyone who's running in behind. Mentally as well, too. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, and but we don't have anyone running in. We don't have anyone making the defenders pull back, and that's not what Christian does. Um, and so having Abu in there does do something that Miguel's not doing that. Um, you know, Johan, Molino, none of these guys do right. that. So Which is ha- why it didn't last very long. Yeah. It was like five minutes of a little bit of a crescendo and then... Yeah, and they tried to do it with... Actually, Nicholson... <laughs> they tried to do it a couple times with Nicholson, so maybe he he is a guy who can help do that. But yeah, after that moment with Dunlady, which did not come to out to a good shot, it was mm-hmm. a terrible... Uh, nothing came of that. But at least it was a moment where you're like, right. that's different. Right. Yeah, just take more chances. Take more shots. Hopefully, we'll see more of that. And yeah, so I, I we we could go on, but maybe maybe let's take a break. We've got some Twitter questions, and then uh, we'll do we'll take those and we'll answer them like Excellent. you do with Twitter questions. As one does. Twitter. Welcome back to the Fifty Five One podcast. We have Twitter questions, uh, so we'll start with this. Fists of the North Star ask. I asked uh, people to send in questions about uh, soccer or Brazilian music because I knew Eric was <laughs> going to be on. So, Simbora. does Silva Culture, that which is your Eric, that is your Twitter handle, Correct. listen to uh, Bulgarians? Yeah, I mean Bulgarians. A little I bit. would say Boogerins. <laughs> Boogerins. Yeah. I like yeah, that better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we enjoy those guys. I think that's so, what so, I think that's what my five year old would say. At yeah, yeah. So <laughs> me and your five year old are basically. I'm, I'm not terribly familiar with them, but I know some of their tunes. I mean, they're kind of keeping the uh, Os Mutantes, the kind of the Tropicalia meets psychedelia vibe from like the '60s going. Um, they're good. I mean, yeah, they they got the funk and they they get a little trippy, a little spacey, and yeah, good stuff. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. Chris Hockman says, "How is Eurovision so popular in Brazil?" This I really want to know. I, I is res- it really? I didn't know. I, I responded to him, and I honestly know nothing about Eurovision <laughs> here, there, or anywhere. So I'm, I, I don't know. Okay. Right, fair <laughs> enough. Jordan Jacobson says um, he's asking about the attacking mid position. Um, does the new wait? Hold on. This is a continuation of a, another. Does the new signing just cement Molino? In the middle, moving forward. So I assume he's talking about Nicholson. Mm. Um, Molino played the number ten role in the last two matches. Uh, we need a ten so bad. <laughs> and Molino's not a number ten. No, uh, Alex, he's not. Um, Alex Schieferdecker uh, from Fifty Five One is freaking out about this right now. He's like just freaking out that Molino's not a number ten. Stop trying to make Molino num- uh, a number ten. The problem is we don't we don't have a number ten. We don't have a number ten. It's Johan. I mean, maybe you could play. Uh, I don't. I guess you could play just more with. You don't need a number ten. You could play with two strikers and just try to maybe move Christian into there, in, in, into that a bit more. But the problem is, everyone wants Christian closer to goal, right? That you want that guy. He's a killer. Get him closer to goal, and so they just don't have the players that they need. I, mean, right? I like. I like. Uh, I like Christian when he plays the ball more. When he touches the ball more. Like um, he'll touch it, touch it back to, to is it Ibsen or yeah. or Molino or or when he or, or when, really or when he when, me, when him and Miguel are playing up playing yeah, up together he looks yeah. he looks he looks for Miguel. Uh, I've seen that a lot when he when he's we can find him find him and he, his touch is not bad. I mean, maybe we should we should try to figure out how, how we can make that someone work. Yeah. But at the I'm, same time, he's yeah, I, that that's a good one to put up. I, everyone knows. In the club, outside the club, this team needs a number 10. Correct. Correct. Um, the problem is, number 10, like, yeah, sure, every 
fucking clean team needs a number 10, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the the coveted spot. Minnesota's not going to sign a DP to do that next year. Man, I wish they would. So what are they going to do? Can they find someone who is, you know, just a step below that? Maybe they will find find a DP and they'll say, Goyaz, poha. Is there a player at Goyaz that they need to get? Possibly. I mean, any of those guys, it'd be like quadruple their salary regardless. So yeah. they probably move. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, everyone knows we need that position. The problem is I don't think it's coming this year. Um, but the offseason, maybe. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Andy Campbell says, playing at left back, Calvo was very involved in Costa Rican attack for the Gold Cup. Wouldn't it be fun to see him there for Minnesota? Oh, this kind of ties into the last one. Let's let's make him the number yeah. ten. Why not? Hey, why not? I mean, <laughs> he, he plays just about you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, the, I miss Calvo. That's what I the say. thing about Calvo is. Yes, he would be. I mean, it, think about Calvo and Tiason as your fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! But the problem is, you need two center, two really good center back signings to make that happen, right? Um, and the other thing is that when Costa Rica go to the World Cup, Calvo is going to go to the World Cup. We want to sell Calvo after that World Cup. Mm. The, Calvo was always brought in as a guy we would sell. Um, there, that makes sense. And great, good. I mean, if we can sell him for five million mm-hmm. to uh, Sporting in Portugal, you know, like I think that those that's a like he's a very good player. Ibisun's gonna be so mad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ibisun will be like, "Can I come stay on your couch or something <laughs> like right. that?" But I mean, so the problem is, yes, we want to move him to a left back. I think that would be better because uh, I do think he is a really good attacking talent. Um, but the other thing is that he's not going to stay for us that long mm-hmm. to to be able to build that change in, and so enjoy him while we can. Yeah, yeah, and he is great. So. Pioneers USC say, I just want to know what song is playing in Ibsen's head <laughs> when he breakdances, tackles, clears uh, at the top of the box. I don't, great who, question. Who wants to? I'll take it. Okay. You're, uh, you're... Shout out to Jacob and Sid. We had those guys on earlier on our Latino Alt Rock show on KFA. Respect, guys. Great question. Um, yeah, I was thinking about this. So um, somebody mentioned in, in, in the thread they were talking about uh, uh, Girl from Ipanema. I'm like, nah, man, Ibusun's closer to our age. He's he's more my generation. Um, my initial reaction was to think of maybe a Georgie Bang type thing, but then I'm like, follow that line. We can. I, I've mentioned Chico Science in here where they mix like traditional maracatu and frevo and punk and hip hop and rock and all that stuff. And then even tying it into Minnesota. Um, the great artist that was just here last month, Seo Georgie. Maybe he's listening to some Seo Georgie. I think I'll go with that one. I, I mean, I just, I think that for some reason, I see Ibsen and I think he's, he's listening to Can. <laughs> I don't know. I just think he loves wait, like wait. that German, like oh, really like. wow. Like, yeah. That's so, 180 from where I was. Yeah. Not, not anywhere <laughs> in the way that you were going. So. Um, Eric Nelson asks, uh, "What are your thoughts on yes. whatever this is?" Ah, shit, my yeah, this is this is the best question. Ash, wait, say what is it? Oh, wait, thank you, man. This is amazing. Ah, shit, my yeah, it's it's a dance, it's a music, it's a rhythm. Uh, my thoughts. Uh, I've I play the rhythm. I know the rhythm quite well. I've written many songs with the rhythm. I have danced on the beach with the uh, choreography to the rhythm. Uh, I can't say I'm a huge fan of of the uh, of the music and everything, but I, I have to admit I've absolutely participated in it, and uh, I, I played in Batucada do Norte, which is like our local uh, one of our local Batucada big samba drum groups, and we we used to throw down and rock the ashe. It's 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 a fun rhythm, it's a simple rhythm, it, it gets everybody moving, and if you have the the dancers to you know. It's, it's almost like Zumba. I mean, it really is like Zumba. You know, you, you get the two or three people up front showing the movements. And then, I mean, on the beach in like in Copacabana or in Bahia or wherever, you know, it's thousands of people and all these synchronized movements with all the, the, the big drums just huh. rocking and all the instruments. I mean, it's, it's, it's a party, man. It's, it's fun. But if it's Zumba, it's a party. It's a party. In the suburbs. <laughs> um so, uh, Aaron Good Penn stuff. says, "How many current loons would be able to start for Toronto oh, that's FC?" That's a question. 
Uh, none. Whoa. None. Yeah, I don't think I'm, so. Uh, well, I mean, you, you think Kava would? I'm I'm totally now. I should have prepared for this. I'm I'm totally blanking on who would who starts every week for Toronto. Um, maybe Calvo. I think is probably he's not our best player, but yeah, Chris is not going to make it into that. I don't no, think. I don't no, think so. He's not starting over it. No. Um, as yeah. As much as I would like to believe he would, but no. no. Uh, yeah, sorry. Toronto is wow. a far superior team. Good question. Though. They would destroy us. They did. Yeah. Um, Mark. Uh, Blade, I'm just going to say that. Has Colin Martin earned himself another start? Could the 4-3-3 finally work with Cronin, Ibsen, Martin behind Nicholson, Ibarra, um, Ramirez, Molino? I will say, just a, mm. a plug, Alex Schieferdecker wrote a piece about tactics uh, 4-55-1 that, that's up on the site. Back to like arguing for going back to basics here. I know that Alex hates the four three three as <laughs> as uh has tried to be instituted uh by Heath. Um certainly that was basically the approach in uh in the Houston game when Colin uh played. Um I'm still not convinced by that, but in Houston in the Houston match I, I thought he wasn't the problem. Well actually sorry he came in and made the team better because they started as a four-two-three-one with Kadri uh, behind as the second striker or the number ten, whatever you want to call him. Uh, and once Colin came in for Kadri, that actually was a better lineup. I think Colin maybe can do a role that Cronin can't. We need someone faster than Cronin, I think, to actually be the pit bull there. How's he doing injury wise? I don't know. We okay. know. You, yeah, I should have gotten up on my game, but I was not today. So <laughs> step beach life. Don't ask me that, about it. Yeah, I was beach off, off on the beach, beach life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah on the uh, the Saint Croix beach. Uh, so no, I, I don't know. But I, I think that Colin Martin. I don't know if he's earned to start, but like I think that he's proven that I'd rather have him come in than Colin Warner. Hmm. Um, well, I can yeah, see that. I think it's fair. You know, Colin, uh, they they have very different attributes, but I think I want to see Colin Martin more. I'm I'm happy that he played decently. He was not great in the New York game, but I think that he he shows a lot more promise there. I, I don't know about starting, but I think more opportunities coming off the bench. Yeah, more more on that, increasing that more and more. I mean, I like I like like you know he's looking for energy, right? Mm-hmm. For that ganas and everything that he's Something. been. He called out. Um, uh, Miga for uh, I think Colin can provide that, and I think he yeah. he has a he has a decent, mean, if, decent chance of doing that. But we'll see, you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll if this formation gets the ball to to Ramirez and Ibarra and everybody and gives them a little bit more offense, I mean, I'd be willing to give it a shot. You know, I mean, we're sitting we're sitting at the bottom tier of the game. It's time to right. Like, Wait, what do you got to lose? I mean, yeah. At this point, you know, you gotta you gotta play around and see what you got. It's like it's like it's like when you're playing FIFA, right? And you're like. You're trying to you're trying to just to mess around with your with your with your, with your roster to see what what will work. Whatever the, whatever the hell will work. Put so. the keeper as the forward. <laughs> well, um, Jesus, uh, Jesus Shuttleworth. Shuttleworth up top. Jesus Shuttleworth. And <laughs> hey, Calvo is the number ten. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, Eric Rodrigo, thank you guys for coming on. I I really appreciate it. Thank you, listeners. I I should have plugged this earlier in the episode, but I did not. I've got a special interview with Bobby Warshaw who. Um, wrote when the dream becomes a reality um it's gonna come later in the week uh, i guess i'll just have to plug it on social media or whatever but um uh, where can i find you rodrigo on twitter uh my twitter handle is rsc spoken word okay at silviculture great thank you everyone i will see you next week unless i go to the beach and then screw you guys. Saint Croix.